How about that cigar? How about that cigar? So Would tonight, this be, uh, the Don Pepin. This is the Vegas Vegas Cubana, Cubana. from Don Pepin Garcia from the My Father Cigar Factory. Um, Gosh, it, I bought this box. There was a My Father Cigars event at uh, Big Apple Cigar and Pipe here in Forest Lake. Um, uh, when was that? It was last summer. I don't remember exactly when. So I bought this box at that event. And it's a more budget um, budget offering. Uh, but it's still, I mean, it's a My Father Cigar. It's delicious. You know, it burns well. It's got, you know, it's got that pepper, you know, that you're used to from uh, from Don Pepin. You need a lighter? Yeah. <laughs> well, I either need lighter or that can of fuel. I got another lighter. <clears throat> I just got to fire this up. All right. While you're firing up... Um, I'm just going to sit here. And look pretty. And look pretty. There. There's another lighter. Hey, thanks. How about that lighter? How about... Um, so, yeah, Tuesday night. It's... Uh, we got a little bit of a late start. Sorry for that. I've been uh, doing stuff with our realtor where my wife and I are in the process of uh, buying and selling. So... A lot going on right now and you add to it i mean there's just you know we now are, are I, you buying and selling real estate or are you buying and selling other goods that we should talk about i buying and selling is my, my answer should suffice sir and if you have none of have, my business if you have any further questions you can speak with my lawyer none of my business um no yeah it's we're buying our current house or <laughs> buying we're selling <laughs> How you doing? We're selling our current house and uh, buying a new house. Building, building, buying. It's already built, but yeah, it's a process. So, just getting everything squared away for the, uh, you know, make sure everything's ready to have people come do walkthroughs and showings at this place. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but we've been very busy with it the last couple of weeks trying to get the house squared away so when people walk in because i mean it's it's my wife and i and three kids and a dog and a cat and it's lived in it's a house and it's not going to look pretty and perfect when people come walking through it. it's just the way it is mm -hmm. so well I mean, we'll do the best we can you know it's not like it's a dump it's not a you know it's not a crap hole it's just you know it's lived in i mean you had to clean up the meth lab but don't say that because it's not true but but they do you realize that's on all disclosures now that's but there's absolutely. a specific line item that doesn't just deal with with drugs in general it deals specifically with um do you know of do you, do you have do you have knowledge of uh any methamphetamine production taking place on this property right it's on uh uh residential real estate it's on commercial real any real estate dealings now there's a specific clause for methamphetamine production. Yep. It's crazy. In Minnesota, Wisconsin doesn't have it. Um, and also, uh, paranormal activity was on there for many years. 
and I believe Minnesota has taken that off. Did you have a paranormal section in your there disclosures? Was nothing, nothing about paranormal. Yeah, that was a thing. Was it really? It was. All the way up until when I was a real estate wow. agent. And uh, and I got out in 2007. Paranormal. It was, yeah. It was well, still on the disclosure agreement. I can say uh, with, uh, with all sincerity that I've never witnessed any paranormal activity at my house. True story. Except for, I mean, I've had some really wicked farts, you mm. know, that, that could have, uh, you know, that could have qualified, but absolutely, you know, that's another, that's another show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, got our notes here. <clears throat> remembering what to talk about. So yeah, there's uh, you know, a couple things going on right now. The one big thing in the news last couple days is the uh tiger woods tiger tiger woods (laughs) who's that no i'm kidding i know who tiger woods is uh yeah i I, that's actually a good thing to talk about i mean it's a big deal you know that tiger it is a big deal and i have an um, opinion about that and i don't mean to steal your thunder no go for it i mean it's just it's a big deal i i don't really so i'll say this back in 97 when tiger first won the masters uh, I was big into golf back then. I mean, obsessed into golf uh, back in the mid late nineties, uh, early two thousands. And, um, you know, Tiger was just so dominant back mm-hmm. then. And you almost hated him for it. You did. Me, I did. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to speak for anybody else. Well, and he it. got a lot of people out there. I think, um, well, he got a lot of youngsters into golf, Yeah. but he also got a lot of, you know, hobbyist golfers to put a little more time and effort into their game, I think. Absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, Tiger Woods changed the game back in the 90s, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, There's no argument to be had there. Like Nicholson did, you know, in, or Nicholas did. uh, Jack Nicholson (laughs) didn't do much for the sport of golf, but uh, Nicholson did in, Nicholas, Nicholas <laughs> the bear. We'll just go with the bear. I'll remember that one. Uh, in in the you know late. You were 50s great and 60s. in the Departed. No, wasn't I? <laughs> I don't think he gets that a lot when he's when he's out on the course. I don't think he gets. You were really good. In, you were really good as the Joker, Mister Nicholas. Uh, but uh, going back to Tiger Woods. Um. There's a lot of opinions about who he is as a person and that has, you know, just been a big part of the story of Tiger Woods in golf over the last couple of years. The infidelities, the, um, you know, the, the arrests, the DUIs, yeah. the, you know, just all of that. And um, I got to say, as an imperfect person. Whoa, what? It's true, Matt. It's true. As an imperfect you person. You think you know a guy. Seriously. I can relate to Tiger Woods in a lot of ways. And I'm not here to tell you that um, uh, Tiger Woods is a, a changed man or anything. But I will tell you that I won't judge Tiger Woods um, for a lot of reasons. Because I've walked some 
in the kind of shoes that he has worn. And I can tell you that the man that played in the Masters a few days ago uh, was a humbler Tiger Woods than I've ever seen before in my life. He's a guy that has come back from alcoholism, from multiple surgeries on multiple parts of his body. Fusion. I mean, fusion. Fusion. He had, the guy had to, and I get what you're saying, you know, about the, you know, perfect, perfect human thing is, doesn't exist. Yep. But the fusion thing is what gets me the most. I mean, he, he had to completely start from scratch mm -hmm. with his game because in his forties, in his forties, he had to completely start from scratch with his game because you had, yeah, he had to rebuild his swing from the ground up that. So because his, his swing had to be different that than what it was before, because he didn't have that kind of range of motion anymore. Right. So he had to, he had to figure out how to get the same club head speed, not to get all golfy nerdy science but he had to get figure out how to get the same club head speed yep with a different swing swing mechanics yep so sorry no that's all right so uh long story short spoiler tiger woods won the masters at the yeah. age of 43 and uh, 22 years after he won it the first time yep this is one of the most incredible uh things to happen in sports in yeah it was big I don't know how long. It was big. I mean, it was it was just it was a special moment, and um, and he won with grace and dignity, and through the whole thing, he just continued he, to say, "I'm just grateful to be here." Well, one of the other things I've noticed in the last year, we'll say, since he's you you've seen, and I don't watch a ton of golf, but I do yeah, watch a little bit. Either. Yep. And he his demeanor on the course has changed. Even, oh. even when he loses. Big time. So he used to have a real problem with losing, with having a bad swing. I mean, he'd, you know. A little he, man tantrum. He would have tantrums. Yep. And Mantrums. He's matured a lot. And honestly, getting yep. getting knocked on your ass and getting in publicly embarrassed and, mm -hmm. and you know, humbled to the point of, of you know, severe depression. Um, And he brought, I'm, don't, don't, I'm not defending the guy. He brought it on himself, but. To, to come back from that and to what you're supposed to do is learn from it and come back from it. He did. He learned from it. He came back from it. He's a humbler guy. He, and I, I, I believe in forgiveness and, yep. you know, there are, are a lot, like you were saying, there are a lot of people out there who are still hating on the guy yeah. saying he doesn't deserve this victory. He doesn't deserve the, the prize and the limelight and the adoration and the, and the, the accolades uh, for for this and i disagree yep i do too um i'm was that an owl mm -hmm. it's on that tree right outside the door yep yeah that's what it is <laughs> i don't have my phone muted either so if it rings right now it's totally totally well, going and that up. was a that was a, an alarm and a reminder to take my medicine which I took prior to uh, the show, but I have it on every every nine o'clock. Um, so to to sum up, not to take up a bunch of time on Tiger Woods, because really in the grand scheme of things, it is um, it's sports, it's, it's mostly entertainment. Yeah. It's but um, it is a story that is very interesting and obviously um, very much in the public eye because people have 
opinions when there are people that have been wronged and certainly he has done that and um, I can uh, I can appreciate that and I get that that there's hurt there and that can uh, resonate with some people and they identify with that hurt and I get that and I don't want to minimize the hurt that has been caused um, on the, the other side of that coin mm -hmm. there is room for redemption there needs to be room for uh, forgiveness and grace yeah I just believe that um, holy and sometimes that needs to be earned for people I get that and if you're in that place cool you know yeah. but just want to let you know uh, I think what happened was a really cool thing Tiger has clearly shown that uh, he is a dominant golf player yeah maybe it uh, remains to be seen what life choices he makes and to be honest we shouldn't even care we really shouldn't. They're his, they're his life choices. Yeah. And, you know, he's going <clears> to, <throat> um, you know, spoiler alert, he's he's still going to make mistakes. And so mm -hmm. am I, you know. What? Matt? I know, I know right? Um, but, yeah, it was a good, uh, it was a good, good match, uh, good round of golf, actually, all the way around, you know, all four days. Um, there was a lot of back and forth and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a, ver a lot of very tight play. I mean, there's, you know, I think there were eight guys tied for fifth. Yep. And eight guys tied for ninth and whatever else. I don't remember, but there was, it was just a very tight group of scores. So it was cool to, cool to watch. And I only watched, um, I watched highlights from each day, but. Yeah, that's all I, I could watch. I, I only watch watched um, Sunday. I, I was folding laundry. <laughs> And uh, watched um, most of Sunday um, live while I was folding laundry. Awesome. So what do you think of the uh, Vegas Cubanas? I mean, just put another check mark next to cigars that the Pepin family puts out that is awesome. Um, yeah, they've got it figured out. I mean, the Garcias are just lights out it's it's and this this is a it's not an expensive cigar you know so you so you guys can you know you can find them at your local brick and mortar shops and if a local brick and mortar shop doesn't carry it i guarantee you can find it at quite a few online retailers for not a lot of money so um uh check it out this is the corona Vegas, yeah the corona corona uh, uh it's five and a half by 46 which is one of my favorite sizes next Man. to the Lancero. Uh, it's available in a Toro or a Robusto, and I think maybe a Torpedo. I, I honestly can't say for sure right now. But Gordo? Um, I don't think it is, actually, in a in a 6x60. Not that I'm aware. Um, but it's good. Joe Guzman. What? Joe freaking Guzman. What's up, Joe? Joe! Good to see you, brother. Um, so Thanks for watching. Uh, another big thing, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral. Yep. I mean, it's really tragic. Um, but it turns out, um, at least according to a lot of the press that I've seen today, um, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be. Not only that, but uh, there's also two French billionaires that have already staked yep. a couple hundred million, yep. and money is flowing in from the world. Um uh, to help. So I know that they won't be lacking in resources to yeah. get it repaired, but 
you know, it, it's, uh, it's just such a historical building, regardless of what you feel about uh, uh, the religious aspect or the Catholic church aspect or whatever. It is an iconic. Yeah. Uh, it's a piece of history. I it's mean, it's, huge. it's, and, and it's not, it's not it's just a cartoon that. for God's sakes, <laughs> but it's, it's not just that the, the history of it for the world, you know, you think about the people who call France their home. Mm. Um, it's, it's a big deal for them. You know, that's, that's like the uh, lady Liberty. It is. It's, it's, I mean, that's one of their, that's, that's one of their landmarks yeah. as a country. And you may yeah, it's just a building. It's just bricks and mortar and, you know, but it is a, it is an important sort of a touchstone, you know, for people who call that place their home. And mm -hmm. I think it's cool. You see people coming together saying, yeah, we're going to take care of this. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll get you some money and, um, you know, people pledging they'll, their support. Yeah. I love it. I think it's awesome. Yep. Agreed. Um, so professional and a damn golden tongue. Well, Ooh, <laughs> he says, Garrett is my lady Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he just got feels. Oh my God. He got feels like, Ooh, I didn't know I could get goosebumps there. <laughs> so the, um, um, other thing for us, uh, a lot of you guys know we're in, here in Minnesota and I got to talk about the Minnesota twins, dude. They're actually, dude. I mean, they're really surprising me. I mean, it's, we're only what? 12, 12 games in. Yep. 12 games in. They're really surprising me. And so before the, you know, the twins have been so hard to predict for the longest time uh, because mm. you know, the, correction, Minnesota sports well, in general, but I know we're talking about the twins. Well, unless you're talking about the links. Oh, right. I mean, the links have been, you know, contenders almost since they've been an organized I team. But I, I almost think we shouldn't talk about the links, even though we need to talk about the links because the WNBA always needs some love. Um, but I'm afraid that they're going to leave. They might. They might. Every time Minnesota gets a great team. Yeah. Many people don't know the the Lakers. Yeah, that was Minneapolis. It was Minneapolis Lakers. Because there's a lot of yeah, the Los Angeles Lakers. They have all those lakes. All the out lakes in, in L.A. In L.A., you know, big lake community. Um. So yeah, the Twins have been lighting it up. Really, I mean, they've we've had surprisingly good pitching, surprisingly good relief. Um, swing in the back. Polanco, Polanco <laughs> went for the cycle and then almost did it again two games later. I think. Yep. Um, so I I don't know what's going on. Uh, I'm I'm excited about it though, and excited about the fact that you know we're getting more help. Sano's coming back. Yeah, I know. Um, so before I mean, the season started, it's a wild card for me, but because we'll last year they had seventy. Seven wins, I think. Seventy-eight wins. I don't. Some seventy, seventy high, high seventies wins last year. It was just short of shit. Yeah. And I, before the season started, I said I think they'll probably have eighty-five wins. Now I was playing cards with a buddy on uh, Saturday night, and he said, 
that he he's super biased because he's he actually um does a lot of uh video uh he does a lot of camera work at the home games oh cool uh, he does most of the home games every season at target field and he was telling me oh no they're gonna have you know 95 wins and i said eh, they're gonna be better than last year but 95 i think is a little much um so and this is uh, i did some stats checking on the world series wins for the for the twins um so 1987 the twins win the world series and i could not believe this their win total for that season was 85 cinderella story 85 wins and then the postseason hit and they just on they hit their stride fire they just i mean they well, could frank viola was unstoppable yeah so they that was one of those stories where you think well 85 wins you know okay so you make you make you get a wild card spot or you know maybe you you um depending on the division 85 wins is easily going to win your division you know depending mm -hmm. on and al central might be shaping up that way but um suffice to say 85 wins could get you a spot in the playoffs and if you hit your stride in the playoffs 87 could happen all over again yep um then the twins come back in because it's new coaching staff. 91 I mean, yeah we got a new manager who i gotta be honest before the season started i thought oh this was not a good hire and maybe I mean, there's a lot of season left to go. Yeah, there's a lot of ball. But to play, so yeah. we, I mean, we could get to September and say, "Yep, told you he was going to be a shitty manager." Right. But who, who knows? Um, so far, I have to say, I've been impressed. Um, but we'll we'll see. He's a little little on the quiet side, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, I still got to get get to a live game when it warms up a little bit. Um, but then the Twins come back in '91 and win the World Series again. And their win total was up to 95 for that season, which 95, that's uh, 95 is a legit that season. That is a, mm -hmm. um, a hundred and hundred ish is more, you know, obviously. Um, cause I do math and I know that a hundred is more than 95, ah. but there were other seasons where, you know, the twins had 103, 105 wins. Mm -hmm. And what do they do? They lose to the Yankees in the ALDS. There were so many years where you, you go down the, the sheet of, of what happened to the Twins year after year after year, and there were so many in that 2000s range where what happens to the Twins? Lose to Yankees in ALDS. You lose to Yankees in ALDS. Lose to Yankees in wildcard. Lose to Yankees in ALCS or whatever it is. You know, it's just yep. the Yankees have – but that may be, you know – um, you know, the Yankees aren't exactly um, lighting up ballparks lately. So no, they're not. We'll see how the yeah. season goes. Um, also, the uh, Minnesota uh, United had their inaugural game on Sunday, or on uh, Saturday, rather. Okay. Uh, and the new stadium is right across the street from our church okay and if you know anything about soccer i honestly i don't i gotta say i don't follow it i don't well most games are played on sunday okay 
And so the soccer stadium is right across the street from my church. We don't have a parking lot. We're in the inner city of St. Paul. And so we have permission from this uh, ramp that's right down the block from us okay. to park there. Um, what we didn't find out until this last week was um, the United and the city of St. Paul and this building created a deal for people to park there. Okay. We have no idea how that's going to affect um, our parking. Oh, yeah, it might. Oh, yeah. Probably so, will. Oh, big time. Okay. Uh, so we have, uh, yeah, we've, that'll be fun. When is the season? Like, I just started. So when, just does, started. when does it go um, until? And it goes, uh, I think playoffs start in, um, I want to say, August. So. Okay. Well, it's something I would, I've always enjoyed hearing people talk about soccer and their favorite soccer teams. I just sit down to watch it and it just doesn't, and yeah. it's just a personal thing for me. It just doesn't resonate when I sit down to watch it. It doesn't, it doesn't mm -hmm. hit me. Uh, but hockey, I could watch all the time. Uh, baseball, I could watch all the time. Football, I could watch all the time. Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs> what? Dude, don't you know about Dr. Pimple Popper? No. Are you serious, no, Rena? It sounds like something I need to know about, though. You really do. Uh, Dr. Pimple Popper, let me just tell you a little bit about Dr. Pimple Popper. Uh, her name is Dr. Lee. She is a uh, <laughs> is real like dermatologist. Is like a YouTube channel or something? That's how she started uh, doing YouTube videos about you know her uh, either cyst um, extractions or um, these big lipomas or... Um, you know, just uh, all these things, um, ailments that you uh, typically don't see because so many of these people are afraid to come out in public. But, you yeah. know, you learn about all these different things and, and how she helps to make people's lives better. And um, so there's a feel-good story, but there's also a gross factor. And well, there's got to be. Uh, my daughter, Catherine, and I love it. And also my wife uh, loves it, but she watches it like this. Um, you see, know, that's when, how I would watch it. Yeah. Seriously. Like, like when, when the stuff like, you know, popping oozy, gross yeah. shit out of people or yeah. sports injuries. I can't, I can't okay, yeah. because when I, when I watch it, this back, I remember when I was a kid, when Joe Theismann got oh. his leg broken by LT. All right. I mean, LT was in on the play and most likely he contributed to the break, but you know, um, when Theismann got his leg broken, I almost threw up all over the floor. And well, that was what ninety-one because uh, I. It was late eighties, early nineties when yeah, that happened. Yeah, and I remember watching that, and then subsequently, since then, watching other you know YouTube vids or whatever of of sports injuries. When I see it on the screen, I imagine it happening to me, and it <laughs> freaks me out, and I can't do it. I can't watch it. Oh man. Uh, so you gotta, it, uh, if you have Comcast here in the Twin Cities, you can, uh, uh, it's on demand, both uh, two seasons of Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah. So Camp says hi. Oh, Tim. Tim Sutcamp. John Minton. My starving aunt brother. Good to see you, man. 
I don't need drywall. <laughs> Especially since you're not going to be here much. I don't need drywall because this whole place is getting sold and we're moving to a new house. So I don't moving need. Moving on up. I don't need. I don't need sheetrock in here. The next owners can either convert this back into a garden shed or they can put sheetrock in here and a vent, an actual ventilation system instead of just an open door like you see behind me uh, and turn it into their own smoking space. All right. I'm excited to get into our uh, useless facts of yeah. the week. So unlike last week, last week was like super rushed and I, I didn't have anything written down, but this week I actually – you know, made some, uh, um, put a little effort into it. How about a little effort? How about, uh, so, uh, Lama, how's about a little something, you know, for the effort? When you die on your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. <laughs> so I got that going for me. Which is nice. Which is nice. So, uh, today's useless fact. Um, we have a couple of them because these were just too good. And we could go on like forever with the useless facts just because mm -hmm. they're so much fun. But so I'll be, I'll be there in a jiffy mm. jiffy pop. This will be done in a jiffy, you know, sergeant or boss or whatever it is. Is that creamy or so? So did, did you know that when somebody says I'll be there in a jiffy or this will be done in a jiffy, a jiffy is an actual technical term for a, measurement of unit of time you know i had heard that but i don't i don't remember the the details it's a real thing so how long is a jiff jiffy the cigar's too good i can't i can't talk because i gotta smoke that cigar it's too good it is so good in electronics a jiffy is the period of an alternating current power cycle one sixtieth or one fiftieth of a second in most mains power supplies. In computing, a jiffy was originally the time between the two ticks of the system timer interrupt. <laughs> it is not an absolute time interval unit since its duration depends on the clock interrupt frequency of the particular hardware platform. Well, wow, that's a little lame then if it's, it's not a little yeah. It's kind so of a loosey-goosey term. Here, here's an 80s reference, the Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. Early microcomputer systems such as the Commodore 64 and many game consoles, which used, tele which used televisions as a display device, commonly, commonly synchronized the system interrupt timer with the vertical frequency of the local television standard. Wow. Which Either 59.94 hertz or 50 hertz with most PAL systems. Jiffy values for various Linux versions and platforms typically varied around one millisecond and 10 milliseconds. So yeah, a jiffy is not just a, a term, you know, from those old timey movies. It's a real thing. Uh, my useless fact each week is going to be how many people died. Yes. So this week, <clears throat> Matthew Ty, every year in America, I'll tell you this. Every year in America. About 25,000 people are seriously injured by doing this. Now, this isn't death. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, 25,000 people die every year from trying to do this, typically in the morning. 
25,000 people die in the No, 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 not no. die. 25,000 people injured. are seriously injured every year in the United States by doing this activity mm -hmm. that commonly occurs in the morning? Correct. Driving to work? No. Does this, is this an activity that, that takes place in the home? Yes. It should. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, that opens up all kinds of possibilities. Um, uh, brushing your teeth. No. Okay. That'd be an interesting one. Um, Eating breakfast. No. Okay. All right. I, I give up. Putting on your pants. <laughs> Whoa. 25,000 people managed Back up. to seriously injure themselves. By putting on putting pants. on pants, correct. So, how many people die every year from putting on your pants? How many people die from putting on pants? Yes. There's an annual statistic. So, who keeps these stats? I don't. It's got to be the government. I'm paying. I'm paying tax money for somebody to keep stats on how many people died from putting on their pants every year. Yep. Um. How many people die? Well, if 25,000 are seriously injured from putting on pants every year in the United States, I bet I bet not a lot of people outside of the United States get seriously injured from putting on pants every year. Or if they do, they don't pay somebody to keep track of it. How many people die? A thousand people every year die from putting on pants. A thousand people <laughs> on average. I nailed it. Uh, now, what's people. really funny, and that that's just North America. So the UK, vastly different number. I'm not going to tell you which way, but you can guess. The UK. So the same stats, the, you know, major injuries. I don't know the major injuries. Okay, so, of... so deaths caused by putting on pants in the UK every year. I'm yeah. going to go with... 50 it's four 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 people okay so in the united states every year a thousand people die from putting on pants so okay populations of the uk versus the united states quite a bit different quite a bit different so that's part of the disparity what but yeah like man it's putting on pants I don't know about everybody else, but I'm seriously going to be like really careful when I put I'm my pants on tomorrow. Super cautious about my. I might. You know what? Don't wear pants. I just say, look at all the lives I just saved. You just saved so don't many lives. Don't wear pants. How about that? Cigar is not responsible for anything that may occur if you <laughs> choose to not wear pants out in public. <laughs> Copyright. 2019 how about that cigar <laughs> legal, legal legal disclaimer we are not responsible for anything that happens to you if you choose to not wear pants but i'm just saying it would you 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 would greatly reduce the risk of personal injury or death if yeah. you don't wear pants yep yep or you could increase the risk i guess if you don't wear pants right oh absolutely yeah, i don't know yeah who knows? What, I don't know. Try I it. I mean, it's butterfly so, effect, so, right? So the rest of the week at work, try try to alternate it. One one day wear pants, the next day don't wear pants. The other day wear pants and try that for a couple of weeks and let us know how it goes. Yep. Leave comments. Yep. Uh, 
Can I do one more? Please do. All right. If we assume that a person has 20-20 vision and they lose an eye. Whoa. Okay. Go, go back. Start over. So a person has 20-20 vision, both yeah. eyes, okay, and they lose one eye. How much sight have they lost? Like, I know it's not 50% because I know that each eye covers more than 50% of a field of vision. Correct. Because there's overlap and that's the way our eyes work with three dimensions and all that. But I don't know what the number is. I know, I just know it's not 50%. I know it's how much have they lost. Mm -hmm. They've lost less than 50%, but I don't know what the number is. 20. 20. Yep. So they lost 20% of their vision, but all of what? All of depth perception? Yes, sir. And that, so here's the only reason I know that is because my brother um, had, he was, he was born with a, a severe astigmatism. I mean, like beyond what glasses would do. And he had actually a bunch of eye surgeries when he was just very little, like between age birth and I think three or four years old, he had a bunch of eye surgeries. And from then on, he, you know, had very limited vision in one of his eyes. Um, but he got into, into the Marine Corps and um, served in the Marine Corps for many years and, um, you know, passed all his shooting tests and everything wow. and, and did well with um, by what would be classified today really as legally blind in one eye. Wow. Um, and fantastic. he and he always complained about very limited depth perception just because of the the condition that he had, and that's the only reason I know that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, one more that I just I have to mm -hmm. the uh, useless facts, and this one blew me away. So when you hear a cricket chirping the noise that they make rubbing their legs together. The, the amount of times that they chirp per minute can be um, a close gauge of temperature. I never knew this before. So uh, male crickets are known as singers. The male cr cricket rubs a scraper um, against a series of wrinkles on the other on the other wing. The tone of the chirping depends on the distance between the wrinkles. Um, crickets chirp because they're calling to attract female. They're courting a nearby female, behaving aggressively, sounding a danger alert, or um, and that's really it. But the uh, the duration between chirps um, can help predict the temperature. The frequency of chirping varies according to temperature. To get a rough estimate of the temperature in degrees Fahrenheit, count the number of chirps in 15 seconds and then add 37. We got to try this. The number you get will be an approximation of the outside temperature. And there was, I don't have it with me, but the, on, on uh, uh, Wikipedia, there was a graph that showed a research study that had been done somewhere by somebody. Um, and I had heard this before. Um, 
I mean, that's just bonkers to me that that it actually science predicts the temperature. Yeah, science. So I thought that was really cool. I love me some science. Uh, this cigar, by the way. Uh, also, we need to get a baby seal in here. Uh, oh, like a yeah. stuffed baby seal. Stuffed baby seal. Yeah, so that when um, I have a cigar that blows my mind, <laughs> I can destroy the baby seal and contain all of my giddiness. Yeah, that's a... When Garrett and I first met, that was a catchphrase that he would use that would crack me up. He would, whenever he would get a cigar that he loved, he would say, this cigar makes me want to punch baby seals. I thought, well, that's, I can hang out with this guy. And no, we do not condone the punching of baby seals. Not so at all. Get over In it. Fact, hey, Risty, what's up? I love seals. Um, yeah, we love, seals. we love baby seals and seals and babies seals and crofts and seals and crofts seal vac vacuum sealers seal yeah kiss from a rose <laughs> no this cigar is really good oh my gosh you need to go and buy some of these because it's good and i'll tell you that um it, it goes to show that by putting some age on a um and an average cigar, typically, I mean, this would be uh, an average cigar right out of the box. But, Matt, you put, what, 10 months on this about? Yeah, give or take. Uh, it's phenomenal. It is absolutely yeah. delicious. I mean, it, it tastes like a Pepin cigar. It tastes like a it Garcia, really like a My Father cigar. But yeah. it's it's smoothed out. It's, it's you know, those rough edges are taken off. Mm -hmm. And It is. It's smooth. It's, Good stuff. I want to punch things. Oh. Even the retro hail it's like is steak. The retro hail's got lots of, you know, like smells like a humidor, like cedar and it really you know, does. Yeah. It's good stuff. Oh man. Um, so another thing we're gonna beginning into a little bit is something about uh oh john sorry uh we're smoking the um it's called the vegas cubanas from don papin garcia uh from the my father factory it's a inexpensive cigar easy to find if you can't find it at a brick and mortar shop near you then uh there are plenty of online retailers that carry it um and it's uh very good one of my favorite inexpensive uh cigars um Notable smokables, uh, stuff that we've been smoking over the last week or so um, that, um, you know, that we've enjoyed. Um, I have to cheat here and pull up some pictures of stuff that I smoked. Oh, I smoked the um, um, another one of the Andalusian Bulls. Oh, did the you? The LFD Andalusian Bulls. Um, did you vomit? A few days ago. You know, I don't really get the heavy strength from it. Oh, really? I don't, but I, te I tend not to. You know, a lot of, like the cigars that people think of is really super strong, like LFDs or like Neanderthals or cigars like that. I get the flavor and all that stuff from them, but it's rare that I get that sort of, meat you know, sweat. that, that meat sweats kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, that uh, Andalusian bowl, you know, it's, it's got crap loads of flavor. 
you know, it's really yeah. super flavorful cigar. Um, out of all the ones, I will say this, I don't think they burn very well. I don't really care that they don't burn well. You know, I've got a lighter with me. I can always, you know, touch it up. I don't really care, but, um, but the flavors are there and it's the flavors it. are there. It's just, I've always had trouble with those burning and I've smoked probably 15 of them in my time. And, um, I've always had trouble with them burning, uh, but they taste great. You know, they've got, um, Less filling. Lots of taste great, less filling. Mm -hmm. Throwback. <laughs> Hashtag throwback. Um, they got lots of lots of flavor. Um, uh, and for those who react to it, they definitely have strength uh, from everybody I've ever talked to. Um, so if you can, then they're hard to find just because they were number one cigar within the last five years. So they're, they're tough to find. But if you can find them, definitely reach out there and get one. Um, I smoked, I've got a, a box of the, the, Blackwork Studios, uh, uh, SNR, Serpent and Rainbow. Um, I smoked one of those within the last week. Um, they're, it's, it's from last year's run. Um, and they're, I bought them roughly a year ago. They're, they're aging really well. They're very, very nice and mellow. I finally had the Crown Heads Las Calaveras from last year. Oh my God! The green green band, um, dude. Yeah, green band. Um, so finally, I got around to smoking one of the last Calaveras from 2018. Uh, loved it. I really, I really loved it. And mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, the the last Calaveras, like any cigar, it's if it's a, one of those yearly releases that they tweak the blend a little bit each year and make it a little bit of a different cigar. You never know how you're gonna. If oh, am I gonna like this as much as last year's or or whatever it is. Um, uh, but the 2018, I thought was really good. So yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, and the other one that I didn't smoke it this week, but, uh, I just posted the review today on how about that cigar.com was the, another crown heads, the Buckeye land, Ooh. which was another one of the, so it's, it's sort of in that same series as the. Uh, what started with the Tennessee Waltz back in 2014. Oh, gosh. What an iconic and cigar. So then the ten there was the Tennessee Waltz and the Yellow Rose of Texas and then the Paniolo from uh, the shop in Hawaii. And now there's this um, Buckeye Land, which definitely a different cigar. You know, the uh, uh, Tennessee Waltz and Yellow Rose specifically, you know, that uh, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper. It's got tons of sweetness, um, but still spice behind it. Um, Tennessee Waltz, by the way, full disclosure, um, is probably still, I would probably still call it my favorite crowned head cigar. Um, although the court reserve from last year, uh, mm. is, is, might be a close second if not tied with it i i love that court reserve from last year as well but the tennessee waltz but this this buckeye land um i actually won the first buckeye land i won in a poker game because <laughs> uh, sometimes some of us from mhc will play poker for cigars and i won i won a buckeye land in a poker game and then i went to uh another local shop and i bought a few more matt what is mhc mhc it's funny you should ask. Yeah. We have some people on from MHC. Do we? MHC is Minnesota Herf Connection. 
and it is a great group of people from the Minnesota area and even a few people in Wisconsin and other states um, who love cigars and love the culture that makes cigars so great. And we get together and we smoke cigars and we talk about life and we've built friendships and relationships and we have herfs all the time and I don't get to them as often as I want to because my life is stupid, crazy busy. Um, but it's uh, like a rom-com for cigars. It is. It's a rom-com for cigars. They're slow running with, with beautiful heart music in the background mm -hmm. and, um, a lot of hugging and things like that. And like a journey soundtrack. Journey soundtrack, definitely. Well, air supply. Air, okay. air supply, definitely. Yeah. Ray, you know what this is. You know what this is. Uh, to talk about the uh, Tennessee Waltz, though, for a second, I remember getting into a conversation with somebody when I, I picked one up at a shop, and some guy that was standing at the counter was like, why would you buy that cigar? It's just, it's it doesn't have a real band on it. It's just... <laughs> and for me that was a beautiful moment you know when i know the gloriousness that was the tennessee waltz that is the tennessee waltz and the fact that they didn't need a band to say yeah look at me buy me um this is just an excellent cigar and i'm gonna stand by it with yeah. my little ribbon on the foot yeah. And that's all I need. Yeah, there's not even a it's not even like it's a plate plain white band with a name written on it. Right. There's nothing. No band. Just a foot ribbon. Um and I don't get me wrong. And Garrett's the same way. We dig the cigar art. Sorry, there's flies yeah. flying in the air. We dig the cigar art. I mean some of the you know, the intricate bands, Absolutely. even even, you know, like this Las Calaveras band beautiful. And the, um, you know, this Vegas Cubanus, I mean, the detail, of course, can't see it on my crappy camera, but the detail, you know, and the and the, embossing. The, the artistry and the time and effort that goes into creating this art is incredible. And I have nothing but the utmost respect Absolutely. for it. Absolutely. But it's a ballsy move to just make a cigar presentation, to make the presentation really simple and just let the tobacco speak for itself. And... I think it says a lot about a blend and the original, you know, when the, when the Tennessee Waltz came out in 2014, uh, it just blew me away. The yeah. first time, first time I smoked it, it absolutely blew me away. And the, the Buckeye land, uh, that the review we just got posted today, um, was also really good. It's, it's different. It's San Andreas wrapper. It's actually made at the, the Drew estate factory. Um, and I didn't include this in to Tim Tubbs left a, a comment saying you didn't, you didn't mention in the article that Willie Herrera blended the cigar. And that's true. I didn't mention it in the article um, for a few different reasons, but um, one is I just can't put every last detail in the article, but it's, um, it's the first time that, um, that I remember that Willie's ever blended a cigar for um, crown heads Um Hmm. that I know of and uh, but it's really solid cigar hmm. and they all they all burned well and they had good flavor and um, uh, are are readily available I mean I'm sure the first run uh, sold pretty quickly because it was pretty anticipated but 
from what I understand, it's going to be a regular production cigar. So it'll be available again if they have sold out. So, you know, ask your ask your shops for it because I think it's a good one. Uh, and it's that good size. You know, it's a short Churchill, basically. Yep. It's like a six by 48. So that's the size that I can that I can really get into. Um, Ditto. So closing thoughts looking well looking my, super fast well you got things you're doing yeah um my notable smokables for this week is really just one i i didn't do a lot of new stuff this week um i did um you know the opus run that came out um and those are always fantastic but the new one that i did have was the uh crux limitada red line Oh yeah, that did ship finally. Yeah. Oh, is that good? Yeah, it's nothing like. It's, so it's not like the PB five. It's not like the PB five. Okay. It is a, it is a mellower. It's between, I would say it's between the Epicure and the PB five. Okay. It's smooth. It's uh, and just tasty. It's uh, it's not a mild cigar. I would put it at medium, um, and you know I'm sure at some point we'll do a review on that one. But yeah. Uh, that was my notable for for this last week. Yeah, I was excited to hear those shipped. Um, when we found out um, last year that they were going to be releasing that, um, and I've been a fan of Crux really since they came out, and and de- definitely have a a place in my heart for Crux because you know they started here uh, in Minnesota, and um, you know uh, being this the state that I've called home for the last. Um, lots and lots of years um you know almost a long time almost a long time <laughs> any anything from minnesota you know i like to whether it's you know craft beers or distilled spirits or cigars that or anything like that you know um if i can get my hand on something that was um imagined here or crafted here um i dig it and and crux has um, really had a good run since they started i was crafted here you were crafted here mm-hmm. i was not mm. do you want to get your hand no you had to make it weird and awkward. I did. I was I was kind of being all sentimental about my home state and not my home state, but well, it is my home state. It's now not, it is. Yeah, now it's yeah. my home state. But and you turned it all weird and pervy. That's what I do. <laughs> that is what you do. Um. Yeah, I think I think we've covered everything this week. Yeah. So look for us again next week. Um. We'll be back on at uh, eight thirty Central Time Tuesday night. Um, and if, uh, you know, keep paying attention to the website, there'll be news about stuff. There's a few things that I got uh, in my email box today. I didn't have time to publish, but there'll be some news coming out, um, and should be at least one more review getting posted on the site, um, this week and still waiting on a thumbs up. I sent another message today. I really want to get this article posted about this shop this shop in on the east coast i really want to get that get that published Uh, it's new hampshire actually oh Uh, i really want to get it published so um uh, because it's a really cool story andrew did a great job writing it and um so yeah i want to get that out there uh so yeah pay attention to the website pay attention to the facebook page um if you guys ever have any questions you can you can find both our email addresses on the website you can contact us through facebook instagram twitter um, at HBT Cigar. Uh, if you ever have any questions, if there's something you want us to review, um, we'll go to our local shop and pick it up if we can find it. Um, if not, we'll we'll 
uh, we'll hound the local shops to bring it in. Uh, and if they won't do that, then we'll go online and buy it. Um, and um, until then, we will see you guys next week. And as always, burn cigars, not, not bridges. bridges. Take care, guys. Thanks, guys.